Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. That's the name of this show. It is. Welcome if you're here again, and welcome if you're not. Welcome if this is your first episode. I want to know if people like what the first episode someone listens to is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. One of my friends, a fella, he started listening to it because he's a teacher and he is on break. And he's like, I started listening to your podcast. I like the vibe. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like anyone who we know personally should like, I would like to know if you listen or not, because like, I need to know. What, how much you know about my life yeah. and like what I say. Mm-hmm. So hi, Alex, if you're still listening. Hello, Alex. 
Glad you like our vibe. Welcome to Don't Blame Me. We are a call-in advice show where you listeners call in, you leave us voicemails, you let us know what's happening in your life and what you need. Some life-changing, amazing, wonderful, beautiful, throw up, put it in a blender advice. I don't know how I started that sentence. So I don't necessarily know grammatically how to end it, but you know what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. We're here to give you advice. My name's Megan. I'm joined by my co-host, Melissa. Hello. Who is also the producer. Hello. <laughs> the uh the, the the woman of many hats can't put one on my head though you could do like hair clip hats of all of the hats that you have and so you like what hairpins because how many hats do you wear then you'd have to have like 15 tiny hats you're right but i don't think it would be a cute look but it I would think... not be a i don't even i mean it would be a look i don't know uh, if it would invoke a positive emotion yeah um but i, I did think... get a braid appointment finally <gasps> not what? with the same person um, but what day 17th of August. Mm-hmm. You're going to have braids for Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! I was so excited for you. Yeah, me too. I'm going to get hats too. Oh, okay. <laughs> really? I'm going to get hats. Do you want to borrow my um, seat cushion thing because you have to sit for so long? Sure. I was thinking about that. Okay. I watched um, this woman on TikTok. She does hair. The inspiration behind it, she had a girl client coming who had just gotten a BBL and oh, had gosh. to use one of those. And I was like, huh. I feel like that may be comfortable if you don't even have a BBL. I feel like you should probably should have got your braids done before you got a BBL. I did think about that, but it was like a medical, it was like a medical one with like a pocket for her butt. Similarly to like what I had to do when I broke my tailbone, but larger mm-hmm. hole. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I loved like the unabashedness of like walking in with it and just plopping it down. BBLs scare me. Me too. And I haven't heard great things from like... I would say more reputable plastic surgeons, like they don't say like good things about them. The rate of like infection and like death is like, I think it's like a 1% or something, which is like actually like astronomically high. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, it's like very high. high. It sounds like a very small number, but like I saw a a doctor who compared it to other surgeries and they were like, no, this is like a pretty high number to it. Anything near your spine just doesn't sound good to me. No, no. But I do love BBL energy on TikTok. I do. Me with these fucking nails. This is like, mm-hmm. I I just, everything I do, I use the Apple remote. I'm like, BBL energy. Like, every, I'm like, excuse mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. With my long nails? It's when you swoop, your, you take your hair from this side <laughs> and use this hand and bring it over. That's for people that are watching. Also, my voice just got really Ooh. deep. She really committed to the BBL energy part. <laughs> Usually with the BBL energy, you have to have those lashes uh-huh. that virtually close your eyes too. <laughs> Sometimes I find myself on lash extension TikTok and I am like, I get it that there is a lid for every pot. And I see them and I go, I can't believe that this is, there are people out there who want this. And this is an accurate representation of like what you're selling where I see those lashes and I'm like, oh man. It's so like in the South, <sighs> that's like a huge thing. I just can't. I think about like when I got lashes, like I got lash extensions for years. If it was windy, I would be like, whew, like I felt it. So like <laughs> with, and I did not get that many. So like I know firsthand, I'm like, there's no way that if you, a large gust of wind comes up, your entire eyelid flips inside out. <laughs> I just know it. I just know it. Just fluttering like a butterfly. And you get so tired by the end of the day because your eyes are like literally heavy. So it's just funny to me because I'm like, I just know that like you have to have, like you're committing, like it's not comfortable, nor is it an easy process. Mm -hmm. And if you lose two, you got to get fills very quickly. 
If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 or international listeners. You can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. We ask that you, I mean, we require you keep it under three minutes. That's not just us. You will literally be cut off. Snip, snip, snip. Write it down. Practice. Three minutes is honestly a really long time, but if you write it down and then you practice, you can time it out. See how long it is. Make sure you're including all relevant information. We need to know your ages. If it's about a relationship, how long have you been dating? We don't need to know if you're a Taurus. I could honestly care less. No offense. It doesn't affect anything, any advice I'm giving you. For some reason, I I apologize. It's my fault for why everybody includes them because I did like guessing your astrological signs for a bit. But it's Leo season. I don't want to talk about anybody else. We didn't. I don't think the last ep- the last episode we just did. I don't think we had any. I don't think we had a single one. Must be Adrian over. Have your parents' permission? If I didn't already say that, let us know your pronouns, and we look forward to um, hearing from you all. But write it down, because you know what happens if they write it down. What's the, what do they potentially? Could they potentially unlock? You could potentially get a gold star, but I think I'm going to change it to a diamond now. <gasps> On brand. I mean, that makes more sense. Streamline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Branding. Mm-hmm. Before we get into it, I just want to say, I want to say we have the best listeners. And I just want to give a shout out to um, a few episodes back. I talked about how my niece, Audrey, um, wanted to go to Disneyland, but can't because, you know, pandemic. And then someone called in, actually. And I don't know if you know this. I don't think most people know this, but my sister Melanie listens to the calls and that's Audrey's mom. And so she heard it and she actually starts tearing up. So the caller sent videos of Princess Tiana and also like a ton of other princesses saying how we can't wait for you to come to Disneyland. And it's so sweet. And Adriana like made Melanie send it to her on her like her phone she has a phone too and like so she could just watch them whenever she wants to i cried when you told me like it's the sweetest thing ever and like we have the nicest like that is so nice Mm -hmm. like that's i have goosebumps now like it's just it's so fucking sweet yeah and oh thanks guys it's just oh it's adorable Mm -hmm. and if they only knew how specifically how cute she like oh yeah i can imagine she's she loved it so much oh i die oh we are going to get into our update, and um, this uh, listener gives us all of the info of the uh, previous multiple Pulse. calls mm-hmm. that uh, they have updates for. So let's get into it. So my very first call was from season three, episode 16 with Allison Stevens, and the call was about I was with a guy. I met him through a friend. So a little backstory there. I was telling her about this guy who I'd been seeing around campus kind of everywhere, and I didn't know who he was. I went to a school where the Black population of that school is very small, so everyone knows everybody, and he was Black, and no one knew who he was. And so I was trying to describe him. And so in response, she pulls up this dude on Instagram who's actually a different dude. And she's like, oh, is it this guy? And I was like, no, but that guy's cute. (laughs) And she's like, oh, this is my friend. Like we worked on like a project or something together. Um, He like directed something. She was an actress. And so that's how I was introduced to him. And I was like, well, he's really cute. And she's like, well, he's single. And I was like, you should tell him to hit me up. And so he did. And she talked to him and I didn't realize at the time. And so the first introduction I had to him was his Instagram. And so that's where I saw like a photo of him and I believe his girlfriend, something we'll call her his girlfriend for the sake of this update. And so 
I'd ask my friend about that being like, Hey, are you sure? Like you, you said he was single. I saw this photo and she talked to him and he was like, yeah, no, um, you know, like we're on a break type of thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And mm-hmm. so, um, we went on a date mainly just for the free food. I was a college student. I'm hungry and broke. <laughs> and so I asked him about it and he kind of gave me the same spiel. And I was like, you know, that's kind of weird. And he's like, yeah, like we're on a break, like we're on again, off again. I think I always kind of in my gut knew that like there wasn't like the whole truth being told. And I never completely found anything out. I never knew this girl. Um, She went to a different college near us. So I never met her and no one who I knew knew her. And kind of, I was listening back to your calls and your advice was, if I didn't feel guilty, I wouldn't have called in, which I think was like very much like right on the nose. And so like we went on a date, I hit him up later, like we slept together. It was trash. (laughs) (laughs) I literally kicked him out like halfway through and I was like, you know, I actually have something to do. (laughs) And it's not you. Yeah, this is not worth it. Like, yeah. And I literally just like started putting my clothes back on and I was like, I'm so like, I like, I have somewhere to be. (laughs) Anyways, I never found out exactly what happened. And I blocked his number shortly after and I stopped like talking to him. All this had happened like before the call came out. Um, last time I saw him, I was getting onto a bus because we take buses around the school. Um, and I like noticed him and I was like, oh gosh. And so he like texted me. I think this was before I blocked his number and he was like, you're really hot and like your ass is fat. And I kind of was just like, I mean, yes. But then I blocked his number. <laughs> so, yes. And I know. <laughs> I was like, I mean, facts i know but like (laughs) and what about it we're just saying facts here (laughs) so that is it was kind of a funny end and i was just like yes i am hot okay moving on so that is the end of that call and then i will issue like a consent sexual assault trigger warning for this next update please anybody if they need to click off because this is kind of a lot darker than i realized at the time again like i said it's been two years i've been in therapy working through this and still working through this so heads up this is a little bit of an intense one but this was from season three episode 24 which was just an eminem episode and so to recap that and give a little bit more background i had met this guy he was friends with one of my roommates um i'd seen him at a meeting um I was in a pre-med honor society that my friend was in. And then her, this guy, her friend, we'll call him Jeff. Jeff came into the meeting. And I was like, oh, this guy's like really, really attractive. And she had actually asked me, she was like, hey, do you know this dude? Like, um, I need some sort of information from him. And I was like, I've never heard of him in my life. And then he came in and she was like, oh, that's him. And like, he ended up like sitting next to me. And I was like, this guy's really attractive. And didn't think anything of it. And then later when my roommate and I were going to go to the gym, she was like, oh, um, our friend is like taking us to the gym because neither of us had cars. And it turns out it was Jeff, which I didn't realize like she was just like, oh, so-and-so is taking us to the gym. And I was like, this guy is so attractive. And so didn't really know much about him. A couple of days after we went to the gym, um, invited him to come hang out at my dorm, like just watched a movie, hooked up a little bit type of a thing. And then sort of began like this, I say friends with benefit for lack of another term, but we weren't friends. Like I didn't really know him at all. And it very quickly got to a place of, it was very, very manipulative. Like you guys were, I was not aware of the time how much I was not in control of the situation. I very much was coming from this of a place of like, oh, you know, like sexual empowerment. Like I'm just like having like this casual thing, like with this dude and it's awesome. Like I did not realize that like I was not in control at all. And something that I realized through therapy is 
the incident that I described in the call was the only time that I was sober with this guy. So I was not a big smoker or anything like that. He always would pressure me into smoking. And I was like, I don't want to. And eventually I would just would to get him to shut up, which is an issue, but I didn't realize it was a problem. And so it makes sense how I kind of missed a lot of those red flags because I wasn't sober. And so recapping that incident, um, I really wasn't in a good mental headspace. And so I had lied to get out of some event or meeting that I was supposed to be at. And I'd like hit him up, hadn't eaten all day to like stop and pick up food type of a thing and was like on the way over there. And I was like literally eating for the first time. It's like 5 p.m., 6 p.m. type of a thing. And he was like, I want you to give me head. And I was like, I'm eating. Like we're, <laughs> we're like 10 minutes from your place. Like, and he was like, are you serious? And I was like, I don't like, I'm literally eating. We're like going to be there. And like, I don't understand why you're being so annoying about this. Like it just, it was just like, he was very upset. And I was like, kind of in my head, like, what the heck is wrong with this dude? Like, this is just like, can I just eat food? Like, this is not, I'm not asking for anything crazy here. And so we got there like, he just kind of was like pissy. And I was like, you know what, whatever, I don't care. I was like severely depressed at the time. And so he also was like, always, I probably never saw the dude sober, like kind of that kind of person. And so we get there and his roommates were gone and he was like, Oh, like, I want to like have sex like out in our living room area. And I was like, no, because like, what if they walk in? And he was like, Oh, they're like out of town and like show me their location. And I was like, I don't want to do that. And then kind of the same, like through that, like little hissy fit, like got annoyed. Like, and so I ended up doing that and was very uncomfortable with it and then afterwards like went back into his room like closed the door because I was like I'm not doing this anymore like this makes me uncomfortable and he was very much like why are you being so overdramatic it was just it was bad and like there was a point like unfortunately it got to the point where like I like we were just kind of like laying in bed or whatever and I was not happy for whatever reason he got the bright idea to like smack my ass insanely insanely hard like to the point where like I flinched and like I started tearing up and I was like can you not like this is just it just got so bad to the point that like I couldn't ignore that it was an issue and I thankfully was able um he eventually took me home like I didn't have my own vehicle or anything it was just and I think you guys are right on the money and your advice of talking about how it goes from like the lowest of lows to the highest of highs because it was just anytime we weren't actively like having sex it was just and I didn't realize that until that point in time and coming out of that event, I realized that there was something wrong, but I didn't know what it was. And I actually ended up just going home for the weekend because I knew that I probably would see him again, but I didn't want to, but I didn't know how to like not see it. Like I just kind of realized that something was wrong. And so over, you know, therapy, I like realized that like, that was assault. Like that was not consensual. Like that was not an okay relationship by any means. I have had a lot of stuff that I've had to work through, whether it's from my childhood, whether it's just from other stuff that I've gone through. And so I am doing significantly, significantly better than I was at the time of that call. Listening to myself, it's just, I went back and listened to the calls right before this. And number one, I could just tell that I have ADHD because I was just <laughs> all over the place. But then also just like, I just didn't have like the emotional maturity to see things for what it was. And oh, this was about two years ago. So I was a sophomore in college during both of those calls. I have now graduated college and am in graduate school right now. So, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. it, it's been quite a long time and I've been working. I've done like several like partial hospitalization programs. Like I've really been prioritizing my mental health. 
there was a point in time where I thought about like reaching out to the school and maybe filing something after I graduated, but I kind of just am ready to let this thing go. Haven't really had any contact actually. Well, no, that's not true. So I, it wasn't recently, but I would say probably like a year after that whole thing happened for whatever reason, I still didn't have the student's number blocked. And, um, I had just gotten my wisdom teeth taken out and something happened, which honestly was just like glad because this probably would have been a lot worse. Something happened with like my wisdom teeth where like, I thought I was going to have to like go to urgent care. Like like two o'clock in the morning and it was like bleeding and stuff. But prior to that, I'd like made plans to hang out with this dude. So like, well, I'm like bleeding and like calling my mom and all this. He's like blowing up my phone, angry, furious. I literally have blood like coming out of my mouth. And like, that was like the last, oh my gosh, you were literally like a horrible human being. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, also like, why would you want to like sleep with someone who's literally like gushing blood? This is a shitty, shitty person who likes control. And manipulation. I will say, though, I know you said that you didn't have the emotional maturity to, like, see it at the time. I think that, like, definitely when we talk about, like, your frontal lobes being fully developed for decision-making skills at 25 and that stuff, that personally, I don't think really applies to situations of, like, power dynamics and relationships and, like, assault and that kind of stuff where it's, like, it's not at no point, regardless of how old you are or anything like that, when someone is, like, love bombing you and then but this is in the sense of like it's like it was like fuck bombing you like it's like sex and then I'm treating you like shit but like it is that like up and down kind of thing and that manipulation that like there is no way while you are in that that you're able to kind of have that clarity and even you're saying like a year and a half later like talking but then it doesn't happen and that's because you had enough of a separation that like you were able to kind of see like the cracks in it the light's coming through and you're seeing the cracks but when you're in it you have no idea. It's like in to make it in like very mundane and like trivial terms, kind of like camp goggles. You go to camp and you yeah. think someone's really fucking hot and you're like, oh my God, so cute. And you get home, you're like, whoa, you are not cute at all. But it has this kind of, when you are there, you are like fully engrossed in that thing. And it's impossible, no matter how emotionally mature you are, for you to take yourself out of your body and to see the whole thing because you are the one who's being like emotionally manipulated and physically manipulated in that. Like, it's it is not him being smart or anything like that it is just the result of like a dude manipulate being manipulative and the result of that like it doesn't mean that like he was smart or like like conniving or anything like that or that you were like you said didn't have the emotional capacity to comprehend what he was doing yeah it's all on him and mm -hmm. it's it's absolutely fucked and yeah. also i would say like the i think that like just for everyone also listening to that, like, yes, I think for people reporting like to like universities or whatever, like that can be like a great thing, but it's only a great thing if that's what's going to, it's about you. And mm -hmm. I like, guess that's going to be like what helps and heals you. It's the same thing when it comes to like people in the public eye naming people who have hurt them and abused them. Like that is not, right. it is not your responsibility for like a anyone all, like uh, like you have to put you in that situation first and i think you recognizing that that is not something that's helpful for your journey and like it's more helpful for you to like move on from this and leave that as much as you can like obviously working on yourself and addressing that in therapy and stuff but leaving any sort of relationship with him so far in the past i think it's a really smart and um empowering decision to make because you're doing it because that's what you know that you want and what's best for you yeah, 100%. I think kind of early on in my like, 
the initial shock of kind of figuring out how bad everything was and like what exactly happened to me was like, oh my God, well, like I have to report this. Like I have to like tell somebody like it just was kind of like, and so as I've kind of been on this healing journey, it was like, you know, honestly, I don't want to put myself through that. Like that just is a lot. And we've seen it like all sorts of women dragged through the mud, just kind of for that. And he, um, I don't follow him on anything, but last thing I know is he was, he went to dental school at the same place where I went to like, where I did undergrad. So, um, that was like part of why I was like, well, I was like, maybe I can get him kicked out of the program, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to focus on me. Like I, I remember I like redownloaded like Twitter after like a year and a half. Um, cause I tend to cut off social media pretty often. And then like two days later, he followed me and I was like, why aren't you blocked? Like, I just don't like, I literally blocked this dude on cash app now, like <laughs> anything I could think of because I was just like, go away. Like, I just don't, I'm not on social media enough to like thoroughly block people, I guess. But I was mm -hmm. like any app that I can possibly think of you are blocked. So I hopefully will never have to deal with this dude again. And I think, unfortunately, this is a common experience that like a lot of women go through, which is awful for me. It has been, it's definitely been like a healing journey and a learning journey, but also just like realizing how, like exactly as you guys were saying, like, this was not my fault by any means, like this is not, and it wasn't even that this dude was smart. And I guarantee you, he's done this to other women and he probably doesn't think that there's anything wrong with what he's doing, which is a larger societal issue, but just like taking care of myself and just kind of, you know, focusing on me. I'm very unconcerned with like dating. I mean, half of my, let's see, this was 2019. And then like my junior year, second half of that was when COVID started. So I've just been like chilling by myself, mm -hmm. you know, focused on me, focused on school. I'm not really one for labels. I just like to say I like people and I don't bog down too much on the details. So that's where I am with that. But yeah, I am doing significantly better than I was at both of those calls. I don't think I was like diagnosed with anything or on medication, but you know, I'm working with a psychiatrist. I've been on medication that's been working for me. I've got a great therapist that I absolutely love. And it's just, I'm doing, I'm doing really good. And good. I obviously love all of you guys. And like, you guys have been like a huge part of my life, especially like since this pandemic and our call, like our Patreon calls and stuff. And so, yeah. You're literally a part of our life in the pandemic. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like it feels the same. Like you're under, for all of the audience, she's like grossly underselling your academic achievements, <laughs> right. like grossly underselling how much you have crushed it academically in the last, like what year, year and a half. And a half yep. Like, thank you. So impressive. <laughs> yeah. I notice so, yeah. when you're not around, so you are a part of my. Yeah, we do notice if you if you're if yeah you're, that one day I saw that one. Know. Yeah, we're like they're where, like where speaking of the state that I'm in. Yeah, like oh, where, where are you at? It's not here, and I was like, I watched it later, and I was like, this makes me so happy. Yeah. And I think also just like finding an awesome community of people at that time, the people who were my friends were not actually my friends. And I didn't realize that until I got good friends, like the people who I was living with, the girl who I'd met that Jeff through um, was crappy throughout the whole situation. It was very much just like, you just caused so much drama. And I was like, tell me where like <laughs> I caused an issue here. And just like, but I've met amazing people like my 
junior and senior years of college were significantly better. Ironically, even though we were going through the pandemic, like I found people who love me and like support me for me, even virtually, like I've met so many people through this podcast who are just like amazing and there for me. And so I'm doing thank you for, you know, starting off grad school with a little 4.0 action. Hell yeah. (laughs) Fucking impressive. That slight drop. Like just casual, casual. I just finished school like well technically I have one more thing to turn in but like I am finishing up like right now and so I'm just like oh you know kind of smart no you're incredibly smart incredibly smart yeah don't say kind of don't downplay you make me realize I can't keep using ADHD for an excuse for why I was not in school I'm like god damn it (laughs) to be fair like everything has improved so much like I have they have like disability resource centers like I have advisors I have special accommodations like things that weren't around like a couple years ago which I think is amazing because like I'm allowed to turn in assignments late and like I don't have to like sit there and argue with professors and so that is something that is so so thankful for because I know that like I would need that stuff like that and not every place does that but like it's definitely becoming like a national thing where it's like no you can't just be like oh too bad so sad yeah, like, yeah. it's like no you legally have to and I've had to like fight teachers on that and I'm like you literally are doing something that is illegal like, mm-hmm. you can't just be like no oh, well I love those improvements maybe I'll go back to college I would if it was free <sighs> maybe yeah 10 years I don't know it would it have to be free, free. Years. you could go to community <laughs> college where it's very cheap I could but then I'm still paying money for something that I u- like you usually hate you know what I mean yeah Oh, well, thank you for giving us the update and all of that stuff. And I mean, we love talking to you. We talk to you all the time. So like, it's great. And I know you guys are doing something amazing and we're so thankful for both of you. Oh Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you. you. We're so happy that you're a part of this group and you are a very like well-loved little fucker. Just Mm -hmm. know that (laughs) between us and then the rest of the community, you are a very well-loved little fucker. And I hope when the pandemic is you know done to whatever in quotations whatever that is yeah. that like lots of um you all who are in the area that you are can all meet up together and like meet in person and all of that stuff like i can't wait till we can do like little fucker meetups i was gonna say maybe we do a live tour at i one would point. love that well thank you so much for calling in and of course. um we will talk to you obviously very soon <laughs> yeah. have a good day yeah, talk to you guys soon bye bye, bye. We, I, I love having people who have updates who like we know have been like listening for a while and mm-hmm. like all of that stuff makes us happy. And it's cool to see people who've like grown up with the sh- show, you yeah. know? Yeah. Makes you feel like we're iCarly or some shit. Hannah <laughs> <laughs> Montana. Ugh, yeah. icons, absolute icons. So are we. I, we, we really, you, it's you, me, Miley, Miranda Cosgrove. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Meryl Streep, Cher, Beyonce. Wow. Once you say, to be fair, once you say Beyonce, it's pretty hard to. But Dolly, Dolly. Oh gosh. Only Dolly. a few people can follow Beyonce, and and Dolly is yeah. one of them. I'm sure there's others. I'm sure there are. I mean, I wouldn't even really wouldn't even put Miranda <laughs> and <laughs> take that back. <laughs> and Miranda Miley Cosgrove, Mary. unproblematic queen, as okay. far as I know. Okay, I I'm no just saying. I, I don't think I've ever watched anything that she's ever done. I loved iCarly so much. It's back. I know. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm down. I hear, I've seen clips of it on TikTok, mm-hmm. and they actually like let them be adults, which I think is great. Which is why, you know, Hillary Duff. I mean, she could be considered an icon. She, 
Hillary Duff should be on that list. She and so is an um, icon. So Hillary, like they wouldn't let her do with um, Liz McGuire. With Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, because like Lizzie definitely is fucking. Yeah, like I can honestly, I could see Lizzie just being uh, Hillary Duff's character in Younger. That's what a lot of people <laughs> were saying. They're like, well, I mean, if you're just aging her up, I think it's just Younger. Like, yeah. I think that show just ended. Yeah, I didn't watch that. I watched the first few episodes and it just made me feel weird because you can clearly see that the actress is like a 40 year old woman. And yeah. I don't think that I don't understand how anyone could think that she was in her 20s. I mean, that is that is TV casting for you, though. But that's what the, it, her whole thing was. She was She's pretending to because she, she like I think she got fired from her job or something. And so she wanted to work as a like social media manager or something like uh-huh. that. And but people were saying she was too old to do that. They wanted somebody younger. So she poses as being like she's in her 20s. So how does she like transform she dresses her- younger and like tries to use like millennial slang? She doesn't get Botox? No. Oh. See that would be the most like I, yeah. that would be the most believable no. to me. Like she just tries to act younger and talk younger and date the younger guy. I guess that's why the title is younger. Yeah, it's called younger, and it just was not believable to me. <laughs> and I just got icky watching it. God love it, <laughs> acting. Yeah, acting. Anything else before we no. hop into the rest of the calls? Let's do it. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Um, I am twenty-two. My pronouns are she/her. Um, so basically I recently went on a planned vacation with two of my male best friends. Um, they, we had planned this vacation for about a month ahead of time. And this is the only summer that I'm really going to have any time to do something like this because I am going to start a PhD in a chemistry program, um, in the fall and won't have summers off from that point on. So we planned to go on vacation. Um, we took a road trip and we stopped to get lunch in the middle of our long day of driving. And my um, one friend made a joke about my other friend not being vaccinated. And I didn't know that the friend um, who, you know, had the joke directed at them wasn't vaccinated. He did not tell me, even though we've been friends for close to 12 years at this point. Um, the rest of the week, I really tried to enjoy myself and laugh it off, despite being extremely nervous and extremely scared the whole time. Luckily, we were not in a super populated area and outdoors most of the trip. On the last night of vacation, they mentioned something to the effect of, well, I'm glad we can all laugh about the vaccine thing now, and then it's not going to get in the way of our friendship. I really tried again not to say anything and bite my tongue, but when I got home, I got just super upset. I really don't know how to deal with this friendship moving forward, considering these are two of my absolute best friends that have stayed my friends through middle school, high school, and college, despite us all going different places and different paths in our lives. I would really love some advice on this because the minute that I found out, they just gaslit me to an extreme degree, didn't really let me say anything about the topic, and then I chose just to not ruin the trip, quote-unquote, by flipping out about it. If you have any advice on how to move forward with this whole situation, it'd be much appreciated. Thanks so much. Um, They're not your friends. <laughs> like... Did you guys discuss being vaccinated beforehand? Did he lie to you about being vaccinated or did you just assume that he was vaccinated? Yeah, that's something that I think like 
you have to ask Mm -hmm. at this point where we are at with this. And like, I think that like, we all want to assume or be like, well, like, you know, based on this, this and this, but like, I point blank have asked all of my friends Unless I saw on their Instagram stories, like second shot of first, but like most of my friends, it was like, oh my God, I got my first appointment, like Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And it's like when friends wanted to like hang out, I was like, oh, where are you at with your vaccination schedule? And they're like, oh, I'm getting my second one in like a week. And I'm like, okay, I'll see you in three weeks, like, or whatever. I forget however long the one for that specific one was, but like it's point blank, straight up asking. And like, I have had friends who like are getting vaccinated and who have been like, you know, like it's a little intense and I'm like, well, you got vaccinated. So like, there's no issue there. Like, yeah, I'm a little intense about this, but like, who cares? Like, that's like my own thing. So I think that like moving forward, you should always point blank ask people Mm -hmm. and ask to see the card too. Yeah. I don't know anybody unless they have like a parent or someone who like is really anti it. And like for their, like most people aren't like secretly vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that, I mean, obviously you can't go back in time with that, but like they like gaslighted you about it and like wouldn't let you like have anything like. Yeah, because I mean, you said that you kept your mouth shut, but then you also said that they wouldn't let you share. So yeah, because you said you didn't want to ruin the trip and the way you said it sounded like one of them said, let's not, if we do this, you'll ruin the trip. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it was such an asshole thing to do to even bring it up if he knew. They knew your reaction. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, this seems like... They kind of set you up for this. On purpose. Like, that's like, there's no point of joking about it. Like, it's like a ha-ha gotcha moment. Like, now you're stuck in a fucking car with us. And like, we're doing all of this. And to me, it seems kind of like someone proving a point. Like, look, it's whatever. Like, it doesn't even matter. You're not even sick. Like, see, it's fine. Mm -hmm. But like in trap, like trapping you there, I think it's like incredibly disrespectful. And like those people aren't your friends. And I know that like you've said that like you've been best friends for all of this time. But like, why would friends do that to you? Yeah, friends shouldn't treat friends like this. That's the thing that I'm like, when people are like getting vaccinated is my decision. And then it's my decision to think you're a piece of shit Mm -hmm. and to never speak to you again. Yep. But like this concept that it's like, respect my decisions and don't change anything about how you act towards me or what you feel towards me or like your comfortability. That's like literal bullshit. So I think like if it would help you, I would like send them a message and being like, hey, um, this like really hurt. It really sucked. I've considered both of you like my best friends and I felt really blindsided and then hurt that this was brought up in a joking matter. And like, if they lied, like the person lied about it, like, I think that's like absolutely deplorable that like I asked you about this. This is my comfort level and my boundary. And like, you disrespected that and put me in a, some, a, in, a, in a circumstance that I did not consent to and was not okay with. And if they didn't tell you, it's like, I should have asked ahead of time and I didn't, but that does not give, like, I was going on under the assumption, but like, I shouldn't have to necessarily ask if we're all doing this and this is something to like be safe. And I'm really hurt by this. And like, I expect more out of the people that I'm friends with and like suck my dick. And clearly they knew how you felt about yeah. it. Yeah. Like it feels so mean. Yeah. Like really mean, really mean and disgusting. I don't know why you like them. I don't know either. I have turned down people that are throwing parties. You are 
Never have you ever been so popular. I know. And I'm just, I don't understand. Hey, you're a good time. And the thing is, whenever I say no, people will be like, well, I figured you were going to say it. Then why'd you ask? I guess, I guess. So you thought I wouldn't feel left out, but like, I could care less. A lot lot of, actually, a lot of people that have asked me, I had already had them muted because I saw them going out during the pandemic. So there's, I wouldn't even known they were throwing parties. See, that makes no sense to me because I'm like, if you, if they know you well enough to know that like, oh, you're probably not going to come. They also know you well enough to know that like, you don't need to be invited. No. No. It's just like the act in itself of not getting vaccinated is like an incredibly idiotic and specifically selfish decision. And like that to me, being an idiot and being selfish are two qualities I don't want in a friend, regardless mm-hmm. if they're going to use that thing to like weaponize that thing against me to like be mean spirited and like go out of their way to put me in like harm's way, but then also like emotionally berate me. Mm-hmm. Like none of those things add up to being friends, like regardless of like any other things that you've done. Like those are like, that is like deal breaker friendship for me. And if you take away the vaccine aspect of it, like you put me in physical danger you put me like you emotionally berated me and like gaslit me and didn't respect my boundaries, put me in a situation that I didn't consent to at all. And you're being a selfish idiot. I wouldn't want to be friends with you regardless of what that thing you did is. But I think exactly. a lot of people when it comes to vaccines, you know, a lot, a lot of people want to see the best in people because it can be anti-vaxxers um, or people who are just choosing not to get the vaccine now, which it still makes you an anti-vaxxer. Um it's like a little sneaky now. Mm-hmm. And like, you can kind of feel like, holy shit, how did I not know this? Mm-hmm. But I will say my, you know, Kim Kardashian can smell cavities. No, you I hate that. Um, did not know that. Do you hate it? And I hate that you have shared this with me. You know that I have all of them muted. Oh, I didn't know. I only know this from like, a, uh, I think it was on like, she was on like uh, Andy Cohen, like a while ago. Or something. I definitely wouldn't have watched. Oh, it's it. years ago. It's old. But so she can smell cavities. I can sense anti-vaxxers. I have never, like, nobody who has been an anti-vaxxer has ever surprised me. Mm -hmm. Always. I'm like, yeah. I can predict it before. Even if a a video pops up on my For You page, I go, "Mm." anti-vaxxer energy. Mm -hmm. Mm. Everyone's shocked. Nikki Philippi, I was not. I was like, "Mm." I knew. Always. Since the beginning. Yeah. Fucking weird. Fuck these people. They're not your friends. Yeah. They disrespected you so hard. And I think that you should say fuck you. And I know that they've been friends for a long time, but they stopped being your friends a while ago. Yeah. If they do this to you, they do other shit to you. Mm -hmm. Hello. I'm 22. I feel like age has a lot to play when people call in. Um, And I have this friend who has been friends for like a year. And... I just, like, don't know what to do because it's at a point where, like, I just can't continue the friendship the way it is. But, like, I also, like, want the friendship to work. So, long story, as short as I can make it, I met this girl, like, a year ago. And when we met, like, we were, like, on the same page with, like, everything. Like, and I was like, wow, like, we're on the same page with, like, literally everything. Um, This never happens because I'm typically someone who has, a rough time, like really rough time making friends and having people who like understand me. So the first like two months of our friendship, that was all good. And then like she would randomly start doing little things that bothered me. Like something I have complained to her and confided in her in is in previous friendships. 
I had issues with people like straight up copying me and no, I'm not being cocky and not being one of those bitches. Like, but like all my friends know individuality is something that's very important to me. And this person was like, Oh my God. Yeah. That's so annoying that people do that. And then I bought fucking skirt from the store. And what did she do? <laughs> she saw me wear it, made a negative comment about me wearing it and then bought it. Like she told me I was wearing it to try to get fucked, which is uh, not my reasoning for the clothing that I wear. But after telling me that I was wearing it to get fucked, she bought it herself. Um, and that just kind of pattern has been going on for like the last year. And like, it started off like little things that I'd brush off and be like, all right, well, she likes the same clothes as me. Like that's what, whatever, like crush your ego right now. But then it got to stuff where like, we just moved. Her lease wasn't up, but she moved and paid a month extra rent to move at the same time that I was moving. And this is like jumping forward a few months. So like recently, uh, we moved two months ago as of this call. And her new house looks just like my old apartment. Like the way she decorated and everything, it looks eerily similar to my old apartment. And it's like the copying is just like getting out of control. And on top of that, like it's always paired with critique on my end. Like she'll tell me like, oh, yeah, that couch is really popular. I didn't want to get one that everybody has. But then copies me. So, like, she's copying me, but then insulting me before she does it. So, like, what do I take this as? What? I just want to say, as a Leo, there is nothing I hate more than people that don't want copying me copying me. Like, Sydney and I love to buy the exact same things. Like, we love to be matching. Like, we're like, hey, I think I want to do this. Like, we literally talked about wanting to get matching engagement rings. Like, we literally, like, we live for that shit. But, like, she's my best friend. She's like my fucking sister. And even her and I talk about that. Where I'm like, oh, my God, your sunglasses are so cute. Can I get them? And she's like, yeah, here's the link. Like, this is so weird. And it's also the insulting thing. I feel like I don't necessarily have a leg to stand on in this because, like, I am, like, in the, like, internet, like, you know, influencing space and all of that. So part of... um that is like wanting people to get some of the stuff that you had. I had this one person, I've told you this story, but this one person who I did not know who was copying everything. And it started with like, I saw something of this, like, again, it's like a person through a person through a person. So I was like, I was like oh my God, I have that. And then it was oh, like, yes, oh my God, I, remember this. I also have that. Oh, I also have that. I also have that. And it just got to be like, I was like, what the fuck? This is like so weird person I didn't know I look I see said person is following me and I'm like okay maybe they maybe they're like you know a fan and then um I had another friend who I go to where I am like a paying customer I'm not gonna say what it's for and this person I've known for like a really long time and like we're close and we like got on the subject and I don't even think we got on the subject but they brought up like oh someone came in and said that they were friends with you. No, I don't even think that's how it was. That's not how it started. I looked on their tagged photos on um, Instagram because like, you know, you reverse stalk when you think someone's stalking you. And I saw them with a photo that like I thought was me at first. And I was like, what? And then I brought that photo in when I went to set appointment. And I was like, this is wild. And then my friend who who does said service said that this person came in, emailed ahead of time, 
booked it, blah, 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 is not from here and said that they were a close friend of mine. And, you know, my person I know who I'm friends with immediately clocks me like, mm, Megan doesn't have that many friends and I know most of them. Mm. And if they're in town, don't you think you would know too, Megan? And I, true, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it was like very much, oh, this is a friend of mine, blah, blah. And it was the weirdest thing in the entire world. But I can't imagine how much more I would hate that if I knew them in real life. Yeah. I just like, it's Leo season. So sorry. I just took your entire thing to talk about myself, but I would hate this. I would hate it as well, but it's because like people copying me, that's fine. Actually, it's not. I take all that back. I hate, I hate that. I would hate that because I (laughs) feel like I do like a lot of things very uniquely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're not someone like if I could notice if someone was copying you. Yeah. Um, So, and especially if she's like trying to knock you down a peg and then going to get it and then thinking you're not going to (laughs) notice. What a fucking idiot. Okay. I would dump this friend, quote unquote friend, because she is a stalker and (laughs) she's mean and she's a liar. Like even, even if she wasn't copying you, the fact that she's like lying and then being mean to you, that's enough to end the friendship. But I want to know why this is happening to you multiple times. Are you a Gemini? See, this is what I'm like, here, I'll guess. Like, what's your energy? Like, are you like, are you an air? Like, here's the thing. I think if you hadn't said that, like, she's a fucking bitch about it and, like, is an asshole, a lot of the time people are copying, like, oh, like, people are just trying to, like, emulate what you do because they think you're really cool or whatever. A lot of the time those people, like, don't really have a sense of their own style or, like, what they like. And it's usually a very, it can be, like, a very, like, innocuous sort of thing. I mean, like, I've seen things that Megan has worn and stuff and it's like, oh, I'd like that. So I don't get it. It's so different. I know. But I'm saying you're talking about the positive form of that. Exactly. And so there are and like, usually you can sense that or someone doesn't really have their own sense of style and like they're trying to like get into it or whatever. But like, this is like weirdly malicious. Mm -hmm. And I also want to go back to the skirt that she said is like a fuck me skirt. Does it say fuck me on the skirt? Like put it in my ass? Because like, what is a fuck me skirt? It was like she was trying to give you like a backhanded comment compliment or she was just being completely mean. You know, like you could be like, oh, yeah, you're going to get fucked. Like I could say it like in a way that's like, oh, yeah, that's like a fuck me skirt or whatever. And it's like, you know, like fun, like. Like, damn, like, bitch. Like, you look, you, look you, you look like a fuckable girl yeah, right now. Like, like you, you were putting in the work, yeah. and I think you're going to see your yeah, reward in dick. Yeah. Or whatever genitalia. Or you're like, you wore that because you want to get fucked. Yeah. Like, first, first of all, if I did want to get fucked, like, fuck I off. I wear whatever the fuck I wanted literally, to. Literally. And, like, it is, like, that's so, like, first of all, that's, like, really slut shamey. Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't your friend want you to get yeah. fucked? And it's also like, did she look at the label and see where was it from? Or did she oh my ask God. you? Like yeah. a f- true creeper, which it sounds like she is. That's so fucking weird. I hate that, though. I also hate if like you are really like you say you really value individuality. So like, I just I know that you're not buying the same shit that everyone has. And like, you're going out of your way to like find unique and different things, which like, I don't, it doesn't sound like, and I hope you're not like one of those people, but like, I do hate the people who like kind of gatekeep things where it sounds like, Oh, that's really cute. Where's that from? Mm-hmm. Like, as long as you're the kind of person who's like, Oh my God, it's from here. It's like so cute. I like, love it. Blah, blah. Great store. But it's not like, Oh, I like, 
I hate feeling. Oh, I don't know. I just like got it somewhere. Like, I don't really like, I don't remember. Like, it's just like a really like indie kind of thing. Like you wouldn't know. They did a sketch like that on a black lady show, (laughs) a sketch show where this girl was, she's like in the room and she was like, yeah, I don't know. And then like two other people walk in the room with the same dress on and they're like, yeah, I got this from Anthrop. They were like, she was saying, they were, she was like initially saying it's vintage, like, you know, whatever. And then two other people walk in. It was like from anthropology See, with the same dress on. I love that. That mm-hmm. was like very similar to like, I had a lot of friends in high school who were like that because like, I don't know. I'm Mar- Marin can be very cookie cutters. So like people try really hard to like be different, which is essentially just like throwing your parents money away and then like ripping shit up to make mm-hmm. it unique and cool. But I hate that shit. And like, she's being a bitch though. So like, I don't even think that you're doing that. So Yeah. Fuck her. Fuck her. Go get another friend. Yeah. And buy another fuck me skirt and then yeah. just be like, and then make a post a cap, a picture of you on Instagram and be like, me and my fuck me skirt. Yeah. Just petty, petty. I That's the it. answer always. Oh, All right. Well, is it time for a break? Break. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Today's episode is brought to you by... A sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my 
I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah. I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like... <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards 
And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got The Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley. And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> when I tell you that I was like sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns. But that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Melissa just started playing the call. Um, we're back. And now we're going to get in press the calls. Hello, Megan and Melissa. Melissa and Megan. I am 24. I go by they, them pronouns. And I have two advices. So the first one, Melissa, I don't know if you have any theater background, but I remember Megan in her YouTube videos, she said that she was in theater and she also acted in a movie and in Freakish. So I just want to know, because I want to perform in drag. And yes, I will show photos if I ever do it. But um, I want to do drag. But the thing is, I am scared to be on stage. Like, I know that a lot of people say, oh, once you get up there, it's like amazing. And like, yeah, I hear that so many times. But like, I have like social anxiety. But the first time I was in drag, I just walked around at a pride parade. Don't worry, I had my mask on and I am vaccinated. And everyone was just saying, oh my God, you look so beautiful. And like, it was amazing. But I want to perform in drag as well instead of just walk around. So how do I like get the nerves like out of the way when I'm on stage? Second one is I have two sisters. They're both, one just turned 23, the other one is 22. So they know that I came out as non-binary um, around, I think I want to say February, and to the point where they still can't get my pronouns right. That sometimes I kind of give up and to the point where I want to like approach them and be like, hey, like not to be an asshole, 
but can you at least like try? I don't know. Do I like play it of this podcast and be have them like you guys scream at them or what? Because like it's just getting frustrating. Like it's been lots of months now, and you guys can't still can't get the right pronouns. Like it's just extremely frustrating. But yeah, I don't know how to control that. But I hope you guys can help me out. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Love the podcast. Have recommended it to many people. Even my therapist. Yeah. Bye. Wow. That is... Highest compliment. High, like, I think that might take the cake than, like, re- just therapist listening. Recommending it to your therapist? We're done. Wow. We yeah. were tiring. Let's end on a fucking high <laughs> note. Oh, my um, gosh. So, I don't have a theater background, but I was, like, the spokesperson in Arkansas for Arkansas Kids for Health where I acted at, oh. in in these like short films that they showed all around Arkansas in the elementary schools. I What's played a to- professor. I played a potato. I played so many different things. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was about to ask, like, <laughs> is this like a don't do drugs kind of thing? But no. They're yeah. like little shorts that they showed. People would, children would recognize me all the time. I just need to know what the content about the potato one was. I think it was health. It had something to do with health. I I don't remember exactly. I know I was sitting in the stands dressed as a potato and then like people were running track. I think it had something to do with food. I don't remember. Did your mom have to make that costume? No, no, no. This okay. was like, oh, it was like a production. You have, you've got, I forgot you, you you grew up with Walmart money. <laughs> yeah. It was a production. Like I showed up on set. I get paid. Um, I also was, um, for the Walton School of Business, this is Walmart, exactly, Walmart money. Um, I was like a bank teller teaching people about economics when I was in college. I forgot I had done it until one of my brother-in-law sent me a video and was like, what is this? I would like to see. I would like to see. I would like to see. <laughs> so although I do not have a theater background, I do have an extensive film resume. <laughs> I can't in front of the camera. You're yeah. you're a performer. I'm a performer. I'm dead. Uh, well, here's the thing. I don't know you. Okay, so you say that you are in therapy. I will say that I have learned a lot of my stage fright that I have had growing up was anxiety and like social anxiety and like I didn't know that when I was like younger and I always had a really like hard time understanding like why I loved performing but I if you called on me during class or like I had to speak out loud like I would be absolutely terrified I would say that like you you already know that you deal with like anxiety and you're in therapy and all of that stuff there is something that I felt so different when I wasn't being me like that's what I was going to say. Too. There is like, and again, there's like a stark difference. Like I could get up on stage in a school play, belt out a song. Like I could do e- like everything play, like have the lead role, do all of that stuff. It even would be different in rehearsal. Like mm-hmm. I would even feel different in rehearsal when I'm not in costume, like I'm not on stage and all of that. And it would without a doubt feel incredibly different, which to any other circumstance where I'm public speaking or doing something. So if you haven't yet performed performed what you're going to compare it to is like the feelings that you get in other things where you're like quote unquote on stage or performing and i will say i think if it felt so massively different to me 
in like fucking like public school theater production outfits that like most of the time were like my own clothes or like other things that like transforming. Like I would think that when you are in drag, I think it would probably feel a lot different, but I would start off by, I'm sure there are like virtual drag shows. We had somebody call in. Yeah. Like years ago. Years ago. Yeah. And they, yeah, they, I think they were kind of struggling with the same it was, thing. It was very similar. Mm-hmm. And I think that like doing any sort of like online ones, if you are out to your family as non-binary, if you are comfortable with your family or other people you know in real life, you know, that that not like picking and choosing that you are also wanting to do drag, I would like make a TikTok or like make like uh, an Instagram account and do that kind of stuff. I think building your experience online can be like incredibly helpful and the more that you watch of other people and the more you enjoy seeing other people's performances and seeing what you like about their performances and then also seeing what you don't like about people's performances obviously don't don't tell them that like watch it on youtube like watch shows all of that kind of stuff and encompass that and then honestly it's literally dancing around in your room and doing that. And then I think for the actual like leading up to it, I think that the best advice that I can give you is like, feel like a bad fucking bitch, like all fucking day, like put on your favorite music that you're like, I feel so good. This is like feeling myself. I look amazing. Like this is like confidence booster and make the whole day leading up to that just all of it. So you're putting yourself in like the right energy and the right mindset. Like what's that song that you put on that you're like, if you're out at like, imagine you're out at a, like a bar or a club with your friends pre pandemic that you're like, hold my drink. And like, you like lose your shit. So that kind of stuff that you can kind of just set yourself up with like the best possible sort of thing. And then, I mean, I'm all for like, pushing yourself, but also knowing your limits. And so if you are not, I don't know what kind of drag you're like looking into doing right now, but like, if you think that you eventually want to do like more like stand up drag where you're talking a lot in between like songs and stuff, where you're doing like mostly like you're mostly comedy queen and all that. If that feels like really daunting and you think like lip syncing is something that like you like, but it's not like your ultimate goal, start off with those kinds of baby steps and I think if if you are having fun and you have like friends who you feel comfortable with who are there or sometimes you want to perform for nobody that you know, I think that like after you do it, let's say like you do stuff online and then you do stuff like in person, like once everything's like safer, I think once you do one gig you're going to know, okay, what do I like and what do I not like and how can I adjust this? And then it's forever going to be ebbing and flowing and changing with that. But it's kind of like the first day of school with stage fright and that stuff. Like even once you get up there, you might have like, you might be really nervous, but it, it's a muscle. And the more you're there, like I still get nervous on the, I get, still get nervous at auditions. And I even like on new projects, like I am, I get nervous on the first day, but by day three, you're like, I've got this. Like, I know what I'm doing. It's like, I know where my locker is. I know where this is. I know where that is. And you get more and more comfortable. Yeah, I agree with all that. And I also think like with drag, it's all about like a persona that you put on that's usually completely separate from Mm -hmm. what you are. So I think like as you build the character and figure out who you are as a drag queen, then that also helps because it won't you're essentially like taking yourself out of it. Yeah, it's just it's the persona that you're putting on. There's a lot of um, 
drag queens that I've met, like oh, when they're the not icons. as, but they're not like dressed as their yeah. persona, and they're just very quiet and shy because it's just it's about the performance mm-hmm. when they have the makeup on or the yeah. wig on or whatever it helps transform them. Yeah, when you are not being yourself, it's a very safe place to express yourself in a way that you might not find comfortable doing out of that. I have like tons of faith in you for that. And then I would also say like, if you are going to start performing um, when it's safe, like at clubs and stuff, I would just like talk. If you have like friends, if you frequently go to like drag shows prior to this and you know that, or you have friends, I would like ask around and be like, where are like the, where like the, the nice audiences, like where are the places where like, uh, this is a really like encouraging and accepting um, place of like new people doing drag and all of that. Yeah. I mean, and you mentioned earlier about the TikTok. I think that would be a great place so to too. start. I love, love watching, like, like watching drag on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so cool. And you see some people like how they like go from like doing like lip sync stuff and again, doing from like comedy stuff. And then mm-hmm. also like if you're into like crafting, like making your own like wigs and costumes and all of that, I think it's like a really great place and great way to kind of like get your confidence. Yeah. And I, now we should address the sisters. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just talk to them. So okay. Put I want it on you, for them. Yeah. I want you to go get your sisters. You can listen to it first. Yeah. You can <laughs> listen to this first, but go get them and they can listen to this. So this is something that is a habit of making sure that you are using the correct pronouns for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, for your sibling, especially. Yeah. And it is something that as two people who are both cis has been something that like we have consciously i'd say within the last year year mm-hmm. and I'm probably like year and a half two years have like really made a conscious effort that it is second nature it's really not hard and if it maybe frustrates you or takes an extra second of your day what you are doing is preventing traumatizing and hurting someone that you love and you care about. And if you can reframe it to not thinking as an extra step that you need to do, but as something that you get to do to validate someone that you love and validate your sibling and be a good human. (laughs) Yeah. Like it, no one expects you to be perfect because, you know, accidents do happen. This is something that you've been used to saying for years, but if you're aware, like you should be aware because they've told you this numerous times that they no longer use those uh, pronouns, that this is how they identify, then that's how you should be identifying them. I mean, I have a friend that recently came out as non-binary as well. And there's been a couple of times where I have slipped up, but immediately after I will apologize and correct myself. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a big deal. And if you mess up, it's better than not trying at all. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, the more times you mess up and correct yourself, the less often it happens. Yep. And I think that like, I hope you will take you siblings will take the initiative of listening to the earlier part of the call to hear what you're what what they said at the beginning that it feels like, I just want to give up Mm -hmm. on this. And that's something that it's hard enough to go through recognizing that your gender identity it isn't the like heteronormative it's something that you 
at this point in time have to come out Mm -hmm. as that's hard enough for someone to have to deal with internally. And then, um, sharing that with the people that they love and then only to be met with not being respected in that sense is incredibly hurtful and is something that you can so easily fix and you can so easily prevent hurting that person. And I promise you it's really not hard and it makes a world of difference to somebody. And there is no way I would ever want to go about in my day knowingly traumatizing and like hurting someone and knowing that I can avoid that by an extra two seconds is something that I'm always going to do. And I hope that you can hear this and realize that that's something that you can do. And it's really not hard. (laughs) Yeah, it's not hard. And also your sibling loves you so much, like to the point where they called and asked us to say something to you. So you obviously love them too. So just like be more respectful to them. And just like, since you do love them, then why wouldn't you want to want to have the best for them? Yeah, I hope you both can work on this and realize so quickly that it's second nature and we don't use gender identifying pronouns in everyday life a a lot and nobody would want the same thing happening to them Mm -hmm. it's incredibly invalidating and like just like yeah it's it's not great and now here's my little cunty part so if you want to turn this off and not have them listen you will but if you can't respect someone for who they are, you also don't really deserve to be in their life. And I think like it's a really big of them to kind of say that it hurts my heart to say that like I would rather give up on them respecting me than give up on this relationship with them. Like that to me, like that sucks. And you have an opportunity of a sibling who is like not wanting to cut you off because of this, but is saying that they will compromise their own like mental well-being <laughs> for the sake of like making your you ignorance more comfortable. Yeah, yeah your ignorance or your laziness in that and if that were me i'd feel really fucking <laughs> guilty and stupid mm-hmm. so just come on yeah get it together oh well i hope that um stuff gets better with your siblings you deserve people who care about you and validate you and don't traumatize you and all of that. And um, we would love photos of you yes, in drag whenever you are comfortable. I should say, yes, queen. Yes, queen. <laughs> and if you do start like any social accounts or like anything like that, let us know because I would love to love to follow along on the journey. Mm-hmm. Well, because that was like 2001. We're going to have that be our last one because otherwise you would all be here for hours. Mm-hmm absolute hours we hope you all enjoyed we don't have a don't blame them for this episode if you listen to last week's episode and if you're watching we record these on the same exact day we don't have any pants are usually the same that's how you or in the updates (laughs) i mean yeah on the updates our shirts are the same that's how you can tell that's how you can always change for the regular Mm -hmm. episode um but we don't have any updates we would love if people could call i mean not updates um don't blame them Mm -hmm. we would love if you could call in with them we have an overwhelming uh responses we only have we've got dozens for only two calls that we've already covered the nipple play one the uh, non-consensual nipples 
non-consensual nipple play non-consensual nipple play you already try and like abbreviate certain words to make nips. it go by faster and then i just cut out the c- nips yeah play fucking insane um and then the uh feeling behind in college so we said in the last episode but if you were either of those callers just know you have an entire army of people behind you who are ready to support you and blah, blah, blah. quite literally f- fight a bitch for you mm-hmm. and by fight a bitch i mean fight a husband for you so uh we love don't blame them if you're like listening to old episodes and you have one that you want to like throw in like even ones that you said before like called you might not think someone has one for we love to hear it yep well that's our episode if you want to call in leave us a voicemail 310-694-0976 international listeners you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com all the same things i said at the beginning apply we are also available as videos on patreon it's only a dollar a month that means it is literally between 20 to 25 cents per episode how easy is that so nice and it helps us keep the lights on even though no lights are actually on in this video no it helps support our show and then if you want to uh if you're feeling you're feeling fancy and free we have a five dollar tier where we do live streams twice a month they're so fun you don't have to come you can also just like join the patreon for that and just watch the videos and let us have that money and you don't have to come if you don't want to but we do enjoy seeing your lovely faces there we've gotten to know quite a bit of you guys and we love it it is so fun because then when we have like updates or we have other things like we get to know Mm -hmm. you and it's it's really it's great and like you all get to know each other and i love that shit like it makes me so happy we have merch it's incredibly cute we always have it linked it's at dftba.com also i put it on my website for my business it's like if you click the link in my instagram it's huge at the top of the website so and i updated our podcast website so now you can get our merch there too yeah and it's very cute. We worked so hard on it and just For years, <laughs> like actual years. And I just feel like I need to be reminded that by purchasing our merch, you will be supporting us and you will not be supporting Jake Paul or Jeffree Star, which almost every other merch brand is co-founded or owned, co-owned or has a major investor of a trash person. Mm-hmm. And the... um co-founders of this are the fucking vlog brothers icons american icons icons Icons. so just know (laughs) that we were so hard (laughs) to be able to have cute merch that did not go into the pockets of two of the worst people in the world yeah and instead you can it help it you get to support the show follow us on tiktok instagram we post things there um, if you want to follow me personally, you can watch I have YouTube videos I upload. If you want to watch them, my, I did a great video with Mots. I don't did know how see my old comments? this is. No, I will go read the comments. Instagram, my presets are out. They're really cute. Buy my book. I'm on TikTok. And um, yeah, follow me on Instagram. Follow my business, Diamond Imprint. Follow me on TikTok. I post about once every two months. Same with Instagram. But usually if you post once every two months, you post like five videos. <laughs> no that was when i was going oh. to be like a daily tiktok i was I, when and i then, caught up i was like holy shit <laughs> and then i was like this is too much to think about every day yeah you are busy and yeah. you are nude so often <laughs> yes you have to put on clothes no but i was nude in a couple that of is them. true but then you have to set set it up <laughs> to like make sure it's not showing anything yeah. like i could tell i was like this is this is a lot more effort than <laughs> yeah most of us really want to put in 
Uh, um, any of the other podcasts you want to promote or you just go to your website? Actually, no, don't promote a podcast. Go to her website mm-hmm. and then see all of the shows yeah. that you work Please on and you do. do. We love to see it. Um, leave us a review on the podcast app. Should we read any reviews or no? Sure. From Cam and Beck. Hello, Eminem. I started watching Megan way back in the day, probably seventh grade. Wow. See, that always makes me feel like, holy shit. I... <laughs> I should have reeled it in. And now she's 20. And now I'm 20 and still follow the podcast religiously. I joined the Facebook group over a year ago as well. This podcast has become a community. I've met people from my university all and city through Facebook. And I actually deleted my Snapchat because of a recent podcast. Yes. (laughs) AKA their opinions mean a lot to me. I highly suggest giving this podcast a listen as it's become a huge part of my life. And the community has been really a really positive force in my life. Megan and Melissa are so delightfully honest. And I feel like... Uh, they have everyone's best interest in mind. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's it for this episode. And we will see you all next time. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Boland Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Boland Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.